Last week on Communication and Relationships. I think for me, uh, my ability to increase my communication has been when I've mastered listening versus talking. If I'm not aware of the uh, what we call blindsides of the trauma that I have, you could be telling me something and I can't hear you, not because of how you communicate it, but because how I receive communication. That if we're going to improve the communication and trust in our relationships, then we have to have better conflict resolution methods. I've always told Stephanie, we are not fighting. It's, it's not you versus me. It's we, both of us, against it. So what is the point? We can disagree with the point, but I don't have to dismiss the person. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to week two of Tackle the Text. I got Pastor Raymond with me. I got Pastor Hammond with me. I got Pastor Matt with me. And let me tell you something. They are not about to let you off the hook. These jokers bought fire. You're going to see me interrupt them. You're going to see me make them pause because they're going to say some stuff so phenomenal that I'm going to make them repeat. You know what? Instead of listening to me, listen to them. Check this out. And I think communication also is, to your point, compromise. And mm-hmm. the compromise may not always be in the best interest of the person that's doing the compromising. Yeah. Uh, and so you, you got you to gotta be in that position where uh, if my communication style is, is talking, talking all the time and your communication style is to, to listen, yeah. we've got to be in that place where uh, some people's mindset is to, their form of listening is talking back. Mm. Yeah. You know, I was raised in a household, you better not talk back when, my, when your parent is talking. Hallelujah. You know what I'm saying? That's that a form of disrespect. Yes, sir. <laughs> and But as we grew up, we lost that mindset because we started talking back. Uh, there are some areas in our lives that we got to speak directly to. Jesus said, let there be light. You are healed. And then there's some areas because those areas don't have a response. Come on. They Listen, can't talk back. That, that's so good. All it can do is be. Let there be light. My response is being what you called me. And so I look at that and I realize that there are six human needs and the first one is certainty. But the second one to me is the most important is variety. One One of the six human needs is variety. And sometimes because we have a blanket response to everything, you don't understand that you are so good at your communication style that you've become boring. You gotta learn. Another communication style. Sometimes I have to adopt how you do it just to give you variety because variety is a human need. We have to see things from a different angle. It's like why women, if you're listening, your man, sometimes he like your hair short. Sometimes he like it long. Sometimes he wants you to color it. Uh, he, likes, he likes variety. And, and the same with her. She likes variety. Sometimes she wants you to hug her for no reason or just tell her she's beautiful. Human need. We need variety. So that means that our communication styles, uh, the way we talk to one another, it needs variety. We can't always do it the, the same way. You got you to gotta change it up. How would you all think about that? What do you think about that? No, no, I think that's very powerful when we talk about variety. There's a saying, I don't know who put this out, but it says variety is the spice of life. It says variety is the spice of life. And I think that um, most of our relationships are so bland that we need variety. We need spice. Um, thinking about communication and words and, and relationships, Pastor, you said something earlier about the way you love all of us, the way you communicate with all of us, the way you... And I I began to think about the fact that 
you, you have said it in closed doors. You have said it in different places. There's nothing you would ever do and blah, 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 and all of those type of things. But the, the, the truth about it is that you love us without a reason. And whenever, I had someone say this, say this, that the death sentence of love is when someone has a because after I love you. I love you because. I love you when. I love you if. Whenever there is all of those addendums to I love you, then, then you, have, you have met. Let me put it this way. When you love without a reason then you can love in all seasons. I think that is why you are able, regardless, that's why God's love is unconditional. Because when there is a reason, there is a condition. And when there's a condition, there is an expectation. And nobody is perfect. Nobody is perfect. And when there is unmet expectations, that's when there is heartbreaks. Because your mind... your. A heartbreak is basically your soul telling you that you, you are full of love, but you are not full of knowledge. And there is a breakdown in expectation. I think it's very important, Pastor, because when you say that, people are like, how can you say, regardless of what Rema does, or, or Pastor Hammond does, or Pastor Matt does, well, how can you do that? But, okay, hold on a second. Jesus loved you while you were a sinner. Yeah. Yeah. And, and exactly, while you were, that is, and this is where trust is born. Because I'm not expecting you, Pastor, I'm not expecting my wife to cook when I get home. Because I know she would. That's why I can be grateful to her. Because I don't expect that. But when I expect it and I get home and it's not there, then there is a problem. But when I have shattered and ripped up my list and said, how I treat my wife is my responsibility how she responds to me is not my business. That is where the rubber meets the road. And most people I know, you not agree with me. I, I get it. I know. I, I totally get it. But this is what works for me. I think that's good. This is what works for me because we are waiting for a response. And Pastor, you've been, you've been teaching us about Jacob and how, how we, we keep waiting for apologies. And when you wait for an apology from somebody that is not apologetic, you're basically waiting for their permission to move on. And I'm not waiting for my wife's permission to develop another communication language. I shatter the expectation. Oh, oh, baby, you cooked for me. Thank you. Oh, you, you made another. Thank you. Because I have ripped the list. Well, and I'm loving you without any what reason. I, what I think that everybody needs to learn from what you said, which I think was the most important part, this is what works for me. That, that none of what we're giving you is an end-all, be-all. No. But you got to find out something that works for you. And when you find out what works for you, work on it. Work on it. The goal is to make sure, though, that in the work, that there is always a signal that keeps you connected. Like, Like your cell phone. My cell phone is connected to AT&T. AT&T it's a blessing. It, I can get a signal. I can get a signal. But sometimes I go places, the Verizon people be like, you ain't got no signal? I got one. I got all my bars, right? Shawnee's got Verizon. I got AT&T. 
we go at it all the time about whoever phone is working. I know when we both had Sprint, did nobody phone work? It's T-Mobile now. That's why you got a signal. If it was still Sprint, you would have no signal. You wouldn't even be able to look at your notes right now if you still had Sprint. So, so you know, that's on the phone. That's, that's on the phone. The signal. But guess what? I, I I get on the plane all the time. I get on the plane all the time. I'm I'm one of the people that follow the rules. The lady ain't going to have to come to me and say, turn your phone off. I put that thing on airplane mode, right? I put it on airplane mode. The Lord gave me a revelation. He says, whenever you have a cell phone that has no signal, the only thing that it is good for from then going forward is playing games. (laughs) From then going forward, all you can do is play games on it. Whenever two people are in a situation... No trust, no signal, no signal, no. Com- you just playing the game. You just playing the game. You just passing time. You just trying to get from. You just using this person to get to the next place. Because it takes work. Communication is absolute work. Bring you to this last point though, because in communication, all of us have said something to somebody that we regret. Mm-hmm. And we've had things said to us that we can't forget. Yeah. Then is it not plausible or at least true that you can't communicate well without forgiving well? Yeah. Because Man. if you don't forgive and unhear what you heard, If you don't forgive and give the person an excuse, they didn't mean it. If if you're not good at forgiving, you can't be good at communicating because what what you are, how you are shaped, what you believe, it's, it's, it's me seeing the world not the way it is, but the way I am. And if I can't forgive the instances that made me the way I am, then I can't communicate well. Forgive those who trespassed against us. Look at, you can't even pray without asking for. You got to ask for forgiveness for yourself and for those who trespassed against us. I think the missing element in effective communication is forgiveness. That we're often so scarred by the experience that we're not, we're, we don't, we're not able to be impacted by the expression. Pastor, it's funny you say that because um, back to the diversity, the variety was the word that you use of communication. I had to ask my wife for forgiveness because the variety of her communication years ago was a certain way of uh, not appeasing me necessarily, but telling me what I wanted to hear. And it wasn't until much later in our relationship that she could even tell me some hard truths. And the reason was because at that former season, I wouldn't hear the truth. And I had to apologize and say, you know what? It wasn't your fault that you couldn't tell me the truth. It's my fault because I didn't want to hear the truth from you. Yeah. 
That's so and good. it was at that moment that that's when development happened, and I could hear her in a different light. So I, I really like what you said about the so variety. So then you had to do what worked for you. I think what I was going to say when you were talking about have to, having to have forgiveness, I think one of the biggest things in moving forward is the relationship that we have with what was spoken over us. And so, yes, I have to forgive if people have said some crazy things to me, some hurtful things, as I have with them. But as I've grown and progressed in life, I can't take that back. And I may not ever be able to remove the stain of the remembrance, but I had to change my relationship with what was said. If mm. you said something about me at one point in time. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, see, because that is that ain't that ain't right what you just said. And you're just going to keep on going because. Most times we're trying to change our relationship with the person who said it. Did you hear what he said? <laughs> I had to change my relationship with what was said. Please dig on I, that. I, I, it, I can't ever change what, what, what another coach or my ex has said about me. That was said in that moment. And if I would go back and I try to change their thought process on, on me and who I was in a season or what I was at a time, I'll die doing that. It, there's no way I'm ever because they're going to see it from the perspective that they were in at the moment with the person that I was in that moment. But at this moment of where I am now, I have to address. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. There we go again. We got to go back on that. Say that again. I'm going to die trying. Who you were at that moment. Yeah, if I'm trying to change somebody's perspective of who they were in a moment, about who I was in a moment, then this person at this moment is being robbed. Because if... if, if I think that's just... I, that's, that's, that... that, that. <laughs> That so you're is rubbing the current person, basically. That yeah, is because of what happened nuts. in the past. But, 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 but there's no, no, he can't keep going. Hold on. <laughs> He's not done. No. 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 I, you, better, you better not lose your train of thought. Yeah, no, sir. What? You have, you have to think about it. If, if, if I've graduated, if I've moved on, if I'm in a different season, I can't spend all my energy of what t- actually took me and, and that I had to use to get into a progressed state into becoming a new person, into becoming, uh, uh, have a new person, diversifying my language. If I go back to the place of when I was younger, when I was a child and I thought like a child and I spoke like a child, and I'm trying to fix on how you saw me because what I did in that time, this man that I became is losing and is being robbed. My God. And so what I have to do is I can't put childish applications onto a man now. And I have to address the relationship that I have at this moment with what was said about me then. And I can understand it can apply to me, kind of like I, I seen my Letterman jacket the other day. What was put on that jacket was the man that, what was the young man that wore that. But if I put it on now, it doesn't fit the same. Man, listen to me. I'm not in that same place. Listen to me, man. Take what off the jacket. Is, listen, when I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought as a child, understood? but when I became a man, I put away childish things. Now we see through a glass darkly. That's 1 Corinthians. But in the same book, three chapters apart, the scripture says that there is faith, there is hope, and there is love. And the greatest of these three is love. In the King James Version of the Bible, that word is translated charity. What you have just explained to us is what King James was thinking when he wrote that text according to the original text, which was Greek for the New Testament. He says that this love that I have must be given to you and you give to people in charity 
who don't have the means to pay you back. Say, yes. Who don't have the means yes, to compensate sir. you for something that is valuable. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I went to the Goodwill one day and I saw a Ralph Lauren jacket on the hanger. It was burgundy with gold buttons for 50 cents. I got that jacket, took it to my tailor, had them to cut that thing up. And people were like, my God, how much did you pay for that jacket? I had on a $5,000 jacket that I paid 50 cent for because somebody had no need for it, dropped it off at Goodwill, which is a charity. And I walked in and picked up something valuable. Because somebody didn't see its value anymore. And here I am with an expensive thing on me that I didn't pay for because I had enough humility to go get it from a charity. What I'm trying to tell you is that most people in their life, they only want to shop at Saks. They only want to date at Neiman's. But sometimes you got to go to charity level. And by that, I don't mean that a charity person. I mean that love is charity work, that you have to give it to people who can't afford it. You have to give it to people who don't know how to apply it. You have to give it to people who don't understand it. And you have to give it to people who don't know how to give it back. Otherwise, it's transactional. And any love that is transactional fails before it begins because I'll never on the same day have as much as you have. Some days you got a lot, I got a little. You don't know what kind of day I've been through. Some days you come through the house, you ain't got none, but I had a good day and I got it all. It's not transactional. It's about making sure that the love reservoir is full and how much ever it takes of me to fill it up and how much ever it takes of you to fill it up. And then if we both got enough, it's called overflow. Love without trust is like a river with no water. It's hard, it's dirty, it's bedrock, and you can't swim in it and and you can't and you can't advance in it it's a hard trek i believe with all of my being that i have not always been able to do what i know i've not always been able to do what i know and because i'm a public speaker i am sometimes held to a standard because I have to say so much, yeah. but I can only do so little. Yeah. But the truth is, if, if all of us would take off of our, our judgmental caps and sit in this thing called a conversation for a moment, we all know more than we're able to do. But at the moment, the doing meets the feeling. Sometimes what I feel Trump's what I know to do. And whenever you allow what you feel to trump what you do, you will always have to undo what you did when you were feeling. But the problem is, is when you go to undo what you did when you were feeling, now you have to undo it for a person who is now feeling like you felt. (laughs) And now they are not ready for what you are ready for. Communication. It's always being ready to accept the higher view, no matter how low I feel. Whatever is right is what we need to hear. I know I got my own thoughts about it. Not who is right, what is right. And when I discover what is right, sometimes I have to admit that sometimes I wanted to be right even when I wasn't right. I wanted my perspective to be right because I thought it. Yeah. Because it was my opinion. Right, yeah. 
didn't make it right, didn't make it just. And how many of us fight for a wrong perspective? Just so you can feel right. That's good. I start, I, I, just thinking about what you just said now, um, like you said, this, the disclaimer you put, this is what works for you. It's customizable. I think about my relationship with Stephanie, and um, I'm the verbal one. She's the internalizer. So she doesn't, she doesn't act. She doesn't say, I'm sorry. And somebody's going to say, oh, wow, that's not right. But, but she acts, I'm sorry. So I put on the perspective of what she's saying is so loud, I cannot hear what she's not saying. Oh, sorry, what she's doing is so loud, I, I cannot hear, what, hear she what she is saying. That works for me. And there are times where things happen, and I have to say, you know what, I'm sorry. And the, the latest thing God taught me is that I'm sorry doesn't mean you did it. I'm sorry means I value the peace our sanity. Hold on. I need you to, I need you to say that again. I, I Apology to, I and saying I'm sorry doesn't mean you are the offender. doesn't mean you are wrong. It just means I value our peace and my sanity more than a discord and a disagreement. I, I just think that's so good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just I think that is so good. So I, I don't, I so don't good. wait for an apology, not because she cannot apologize. Yeah. I, I've come to realize that, listen, I'm going to give it not expecting to receive it. And you know what has happened? This happened, I'm just being open. Two days ago, we had a, 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 a disagreement, and she said, I'm sorry. And I was like, what? <laughs> you really reap what you sow. I'm like, <laughs> like she said, I'm sorry. And I'm like, oh my God. And I was not expecting her to say that. Yeah. And she said, I was like, I was surprised. I didn't even say anything. I was shocked. Because I'm always the one to say I'm sorry, but she's always the one to act I'm sorry. Yeah. But when I was not expecting it, somehow, she just said, you know what, I'm sorry. Because I was not expecting it anymore. She gave you variety. Right. That's good. Come on. She gave you variety and you let things go. Yeah. Yeah. And both of those are communication, yeah. wow. which are foreign to each of you. She did what you would normally do. You at times do what she would normally do. And then you end up in this place where the original goal and the original intent, peace, is met. Mm -hmm. Communication requires selflessness. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It don't work with selfishness. Come on. And how many of us could be selfish, yeah. right? What is selfish? I want what I want. Yeah. I want it my way. Yeah. It's about me. That's the enemy yeah. of communication. Right. It's calm. It's, it's, it's pluralistic. Yeah. It requires another perspective and another viewpoint. And that you can't be threatened because somebody doesn't agree. Right. I am a long way from where I want to be. But thank God I ain't the way I used to be. The, the text that set me free, the text that set me free was Genesis chapter 30. When I was writing the message called, It's My Time to Be Blessed. 
And here I am, 40 years old, been preaching since 14 years old. So 26 years later, I'm still being renewed because the word of God is a living thing. I don't have it mastered. I'm still being delivered daily. When the Bible says take up our cross, that's daily. Matt, the scripture that set me free most recently is after Laban had been distrustful and distasteful to Jacob. It got to a point where Jacob was to receive an apology from Laban. And Laban asked Jacob, how shall I apologize to you? And Jacob said, keep it. I don't need anything. And the Lord showed me that we have to grow to a place where we don't need anything from the person who hurt us. Hurting people hurt people. And sometimes the person who's doing the hurting doesn't even know they're doing the hurting because when you're in pain, all you know is that you're hurting. You don't know that you're causing hurt. And how many things have been done to us because people who love us and people who we love are just acting out of instinct and not intention? If, some, if, if we were up here right now and, and my reflexes made me hit you, you and it hurt, you'd be like, oh, he didn't mean to. But if I turn around and do it, the same amount of pain, but my intentions would change your reaction. Can't, but it's the same pain, Matt. I could be like, oh, oh, that was hilarious. It hit you. And you'd be like, oh, but if I turn around and do it, we got a different problem because the intention, the same pain. What if some of the pain we are going through with our brothers, our sisters, our friends, is just their natural reactions to what they go through? Instinct and not intention. I think, I think this has been a riveting discussion. I think we've learned a lot, and I think that you have too. Please let me go on record and say none of us got up here and said this is the way you should do it. Pastor Raymond broke us free from that. He said, now, this is what works for me. He didn't say you need to do X, Y, Z, and none of us made any promises that if you follow these steps, the rest of your life is going to be the greatest. And I promise you, if you implement some of the things that we said, you'll see a wide range of differentiation and change in your life. I was young, but now I'm old. And I've read this scripture from top to bottom, beginning to end, more times than I remember. I don't even get the same thing from some of the text that I just read again that I read from the last time. But one thing I'm for sure of, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. And no matter how many times I flip that page, I see nowhere where the seed is begging for bread. You have to be intentional about creating the outcomes that you can survive. You have to be intentional. I was just telling somebody the other day, I'm at this stage of my life now where I can finally say that I can give all that I have to every relationship that I have so that if they don't work I can be okay with what I put in it. 
I couldn't always say that. But I am giving so much of myself. And pain teaches you things that prosperity cannot. That I wish, like Matt, that I was this version of man 10 years ago. Oh, how much further I would have been. If I knew, as they always say, if I knew then, what I know now. But I'm not going to rob me to go back to relitigate what has already happened. What I am going to do is take Paul's advice and press toward the mark. And I want you to lift your hand towards that camera right now. I want you to press toward the mark for the prize of the upward call, not the downward call. Not the call that pulls you back. Not the call that has you to react when you should be listening. Still when you should be speaking. Jesus said on the cross, forgive them. For they know not what they do. I don't need them to hurt for me to feel better about me. Jacob said, I don't need anything from you. I'm the blessing. I just need to figure out how much more of me do you need. Lord, get us to the place where we can be okay with not being right. Where we can be okay with sometimes being misread and misunderstood. Make us each better for all of the people that you've put in our our lives and in our sphere of influence. Touch the woman now who is confused and broken. Touch the man who's lethargic and frustrated. Bring us all up to a level where we belong. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Hallelujah and amen. Thank you so much for listening in on part two of this Tackle the Text on Communication in Relationship. I want to give you an opportunity to give right now. I want you to get your seed in your hand. And let me tell you something. Seeds break curses. And maybe there is this generational curse of how you communicate. Pastor Davis said, I, sometimes if my wife yells at me, the eight-year-old boy hears my mother yelling at me. I'm asking God that according to thy faith in this seed, that he would break the umbilical cord between your future and your past. Because as long as there's a cord connecting it, they're going to feed each other and neither one of them will die. You have to cut it off. When a baby is born, the cord is cut, thereby eliminating the need or the ability for the mother to feed the infant without effort. From this day going forward, once the cord is cut, she has to put some effort into feeding. And the cord has been cut on your destiny. That's why you're planting the seed. And you're going to have to put some effort now into feeding your future. You're going to have to put some effort into becoming someone new. And our God, he makes all things new. I pray that God will bless the seed. If you're giving online, they're putting instructions up right now. If you're a Lighthouse 2.0 member, you can use Givelify. You can use your app. You can text it. But this seed is going towards 
breaking the cycle of misunderstanding in your life. I pray it in the name of Jesus. I decree it so. Hallelujah and amen. God bless you. We love you and we'll see you next time. What's up, guys? We thank you so much for watching this message. Be sure if you haven't already, check out the box below. And these are instructions on how to give. Also, if you just don't know where to go, where to turn, who to turn to, if you feel connected to this church, if you feel connected to our pastor in this ministry, be sure to also look down below on how to connect with us and to just join us every single time that you see us on Sundays or Tuesdays, whatever worship service that we may have. And I also want to take this thing out with a prayer for you guys. We pray that this word penetrates your heart. May the blood of Jesus be with you all the days of your life. Everywhere your feet shall tread, he will be with you. We thank you again for watching us and y'all have a good day.